But. The reason I say it, and the reason I say it, I think that it should be a priority is because in a way, you have to kind of look at it as if I don't nourish myself, if I don't take care of myself, then I therefore cannot take care of others in that way. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome to our podcast. I have been watching so much content lately. It's insane. Oh, yeah? I don't know why I have decided that, like... I've just like I've been I don't know every show I've been watching lately only has like one season on it and so I've just been binging like a ton of content uh, in the past couple weeks like my roommate was not here kind of like you know just I didn't have anything to do it's been rainy in LA which sucks so I have just been spending my time trying to relax more and kind mm-hmm. of take my evenings a little bit more slowly because I feel like, yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff during the day. I work from home. And so I kind of like, yes, there's other things I need to do, like edit your stupid music video. But <laughs> I'm wow, glad also... it's stupid. Thanks for calling it stupid. Love that It's not for stupid. Me. I directed it. It's not stupid. It's not uh-huh. stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I've been trying to like unwind lately and I feel like I haven't done a proper Emily's film review on here recently. Yeah, I don't honestly I don't remember the last one that we've had. So So I'm going to like I'm going to bring it all to you guys. One first off, and I know I talked about it recently. I think it was the last episode. I talked about the OC. No, and I brought up the OC. It. Okay, it was you that brought it up. Yes, I brought it up. That's why when you post on your Instagram, you're like, "No one ever told me about the OC." I was like, "I literally told you about the <laughs> OC yesterday or whenever that was last week." <laughs> so I finally and watched it. Do you? I like finally it? watched it, and I like it a lot. It's one. The first episode is so much more like intriguing than like One Tree Hill kind of like. I know ever you're was. not a big One Tree Hill stan. Um, that's fine. It's on the bottom of my list. Uh, out of like the three, it's Gossip Girl, OC, One Tree Hill. Not that like, they can really be compared, but. No, because like Gossip Girl still has humor to it. Mm-hmm. Like the OC mm-hmm. didn't really have that much humor to it. It's still like a teen drama and everything, but. I mean, the stakes were there from the beginning. I didn't know what the stakes were, like in One Tree Hill. So you got to keep watching like, One Tree Hill. You got to give it another chance. I'm <laughs> I'm serious. If you get past the first like couple episodes, you're gonna get hooked. Okay, sure. I, I'm not gonna try it anytime soon. I'm gonna get to the OC first. Um, but I will. I'll take your word on it. How about that? But like for the audience, where are you watching the OC? Because I literally watched on DVDs. Hulu. Okay. Good to know because I'm gonna the rewatch Hulu it. Has so much content. I and this love is not- Hulu. I okay. love it. This is not. We're not sponsored by Hulu, but like Hulu also hit us up uh, <laughs> if you want a sponsorship. But I watched. So I've been watching that. That's currently what I'm watching. I also recently just finished uh, the Sex Life of College Girls, which is on HBO Max. That one, I was so nervous about at first because I'd heard mixed reviews that, like, the writing wasn't that great, but Mindy Kaling was the creator behind it, and first off, Timothy Chalamet's sister stars in it, Pauline Chalamet, had no idea that he had a sister, for one, two, that the girl who plays his sister, like, the girl who is his sister on the show, like, 
had no idea that they were related because like I just don't think they look similar and like I just it was so shocking because of the character she plays in the show is like nothing I would ever expect and then Renee Rapp who was on Mean Girls Broadway Mm -hmm. she is in the show I love her character but yeah it's a really uh it's a cute show I liked it it's only like one season um but I really enjoyed it it's on HBO Max and then I also just finished The Morning Show which is on Apple TV I've heard about that it was so good it's two seasons it's a drama did you say it's on Apple TV like, you yep, have to have an Apple. an Apple TV to watch it? I think oh, so. I, have I an don't Apple have TV. an Apple TV. So, yeah. interesting. Okay. I didn't yeah. really even know that was a thing. I didn't. I don't know if you can just go onto, like, appletv.com and stream it that way. I have no idea. But I, I don't know if you'd have an Apple device to watch it. I have an Apple TV. So, um, yeah. Anyways. Oh, let's flex about our TV. <laughs> I have a Roku, and but, we watch things through the PlayStation. So, But... I really enjoyed it. It stars Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, and Reese Witherspoon. It is a drama. It's not comedy whatsoever, but it basically follows a morning news station, a nationwide, like kind of like the Today Show or Good Morning America, after their hit with one of the um, lead anchors uh, sexually assaulting um, some other women that worked at the station oh, um, and the claims that and a key gets fired and everything. And so it's basically following that whole thing. And a lot of people think it's inspired by what happened at the today show with Matt Lauer. Um, and they they do provide trigger warnings before some of the episodes that do have like some of those like contents and then nothing's ever graphic enough though, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I think it's a really cool drama it's interesting seeing all those characters play dramas as well and i think that they're all really amazing at it and i really enjoyed it um and then i also started love island australia yes you told us how is it how's it going i i like that one more than the uk version for sure i haven't finished it because god i did not realize that they record an episode every single day that they're on this island. Yeah, it's not like Bachelor in Paradise where it's over like two months and it's like every week kind of thing. Like they, when it's on, when it's like airing live, it's a new episode every single night. That's a lot of dedication. That's a lot of fucking content. Yeah. Like, How long is it for? Like a month? I have no idea. It's a long time. No, I think it's a whole summer maybe. I don't really know. But um, you kind of get to see more of the relationships build. I think it's a lot more interesting. It's watching the bachelor now and especially this current season it's so much more watered down i think um than what love island is because i mean the couples are constantly together like they're not separated at all and um there's a lot more drama and in all the australian versions all the people are just hotter so i have to be honest i haven't even watched i didn't watch michelle season i'm definitely not watching i haven't watched the bachelor in a long time i don't know if i i don't know if i'll ever go back I just this season I'm bored is of it. Like I I need a I need mm-hmm. a break. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing over and over again. Like they just need to do mm-hmm. something a little different to spice it up, I think. But one hundred percent. Yeah. I am just completely bored by it. And it's just so not interesting. Um and then the, on top of that, who they have as a bachelor this season, I don't like him. Yeah, like, he didn't seem very exciting to me, so I was like, Yeah, whatever. No, he's not an exciting person in general. So and then I've also watched the first two episodes of How I Met Your Father, which okay, is a spinoff. Okay, because Hillary Duff, right? Yes. And Lynn and Stella wrote the theme song. Did you know that? Yes. 
It's the same theme song that the How I Met Your Mother had, but it's just Lynn and Stella. Well, that's what I meant. Lynn it. and Stella's singing, not wrote it, but like she's performing it, which I love, which makes me want to watch it. But yeah, so I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like oh, the show. I was like, I, you Lynn don't like her voice. Fine. What? <laughs> Lynn and Stella's fine. Yeah, no, she's great. I don't like the show though. I, I and that's just me coming from a person that doesn't really like the sitcom structure. I think the sitcom structure has died. How I Met Your Mother was one of my favorite shows. I loved How I, I Met Your Mother. I think that's the issue that I will have with it is that it's a spinoff of How I, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And, like, I don't feel like anything can compare to that. So, no. like, what was no. the purpose of even doing it? I don't know. The only highlight to the show is Hilary Duff. Absolutely. Like, and I love Hilary I Duff. Love, I loved Younger. Yes. Oh, Younger. Yeah. Oh, is that going to come back? Are there, are there shows online? So. That I can watch. I know. I know it was like, but it was like going on as I was watching it. So I don't know if. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I know, but I don't know if I finished it, finished it, or if there were still episodes that were still on. No, there. I think the they just did the final season. It just aired. Okay, so So maybe it'll be on there. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I. Yeah. I just don't like how I met your um, Kim Cattrall's on it though, who was Samantha on Sex and the City. So it's interesting seeing her on there, but. Yeah, I just, mm, it doesn't hit me. Um, the Some of the characters on it, I just don't think they're good actors. Yeah. Um, and just the, I just don't like the sitcom style writing. And that's me as a screenwriter also coming through because I just don't. When I, and I'm watching this and write and I'm, I'm seeing this and it's like I'm not getting immersed into the world of the show because it's like I literally can just see how this is written on a page. Mm-hmm. And it feels like they're just reading off of that. Like, it doesn't feel like it's natural. Because I watch other shows, and it doesn't feel like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, like You don't, like, show, you don't re- like how, like, The Office and Parks and Rec are written? Is that what you're saying? No, because I don't, I don't consider The Office, like, a sitcom okay, the same okay. way. So a sitcom meaning that you have multi... You, it's a, it's Office and Parks and Rec are single camera shows. There's no audience okay, that they're okay. just watching it. How I Met Your Mother, How I, uh, Friends, How I Met Your Father, all those shows are sitcoms, gotcha. so you have the multi-cameras. Gotcha. And the style of that writing is where you ha- – it's a formula where you have to hit so many jokes every so every minute kind of okay, thing. I There's see. a timing to it, and it feels more forced. So, like, would, like shows, would Big I, Bang Theory be considered a sitcom? Okay. Sitcom. Okay. I'm, I'm, yes. I got you now. Yes. I got you. Yes. Whereas I consider, I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine is also a sitcom because it follows that same formula. I've written up, I've written up mock episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I know this. Um, but Office, Parks and Rec, mockumentary Those are, kind okay, of style I, sitcoms. I understand. Yeah, yeah, I got it now. They're Seagull camera, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I get. I just don't like a, a multi-camera sitcom. I, I don't like it because you're playing to that laugh track in a way or that live audience to get that certain laugh. I don't like being told when to laugh. And I also just don't like that style of humor. It's too obvious. It's too on the nose. Whereas I like more subtle or more um, dramedy based where there's drama and comedy kind of mixed into one. It's not so like formula driven where it's more like authentic. Yeah. It's just natural. Yes. And I don't feel like I can see the script that you're reading off of kind of thing. That's what I just go back to. And I, so like for one show that I just rewatched that's a comedy, it's Dollface. It is on Hulu. It is one of my favorite shows. I need to watch this. Entire world because you season have two Hulu now. is coming out next month. Okay, I gotta watch it then. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Season two is coming out on February 11th. It is probably, if not 
my favorite, one of my favorite shows. And I'm so excited. And I am manifesting that I'm going to be a writer on that show because <laughs> I just think that the style of humor is so great. You have the little drama in there, but it has some mystical elements to it. I highly recommend just going and watching it. I don't want to tell you too much about it. It just follows a girl who just got through a breakup and is trying to get re immersed into her female friendships with the friends that she abandoned in that relationship and it's all about like female empowerment and like female friendships and that's the kind of content I've been trying to watch lately sex with college girls is kind of similar in that vein as well too but I liked the doll face writing because I don't feel like I can just see this script like in front of me like it feels like there is a entire aesthetic and world that the creator Jordan Weiss made with this show and I think it's genius and I think the whole story about it is also genius because this was a script that she wrote that she never had any intentions of actually getting it made it was just her work sample piece that she would send to people just be like here here's how I write hire me kind of thing and then her friend I think was working on I Tanya and showed it to Margot Robbie and Margot Robbie was like I want to produce this show that's so cool. And I'm like, oh my God. And I just think the concept of it is genius. Like it's like, if you watch it, it is literal genius. And I just don't think there's anything out there right now that compares to it. Um, yeah, I, I could hype up that show so much because I have never watched a show and just been completely floored by how cool the concept of it is. Yeah. Can we talk so, about Euphoria yeah. for a second? Because I... I never watched okay, Euphoria. Okay, so I started Euphoria like... A long time ago um mm -hmm. and at some point I like stopped watching it mid-season which I don't know why I think that like I either got into younger I think it was when I got into younger so I was like really mm -hmm. invested in mm -hmm. that because it was just like an easier digestible show mm -hmm. but I have literally seen non-stop things about euphoria all over social media so like now oh, I yeah. feel like I need to pick back up because I'm like well what am I missing out on because <laughs> I let me shout out Zendaya real quickly ugh. for having a no nudity clause in her fucking contract though oh does she i didn't realize she, that was that's awesome i think she does because she like she doesn't she doesn't ever do scenes like that i'm i'm, sh I'm pretty sure she does um and she's also a producer now on this new season i believe so yeah as well. so like i feel like because i've like seen people like start to like hype it up a little bit more i'm like i i need to go back and like finish because it's really good show like i was really invested and it's it's a little bit heavier, so I think that's why I, like, switched to, like, younger because it was a little bit, like, easier to digest, I guess. But um, but I need to go back because I feel like – I don't know if there's a new – is there a new season coming out? Is that what the hype is about? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I just Because I out. saw, like, a TikTok of them, like, casting their younger selves, and it was, like, the pictures. Oh, And they look – so similar and I was like <laughs> this is crazy so like I'm, I'm like yeah. back invested in it but um but yeah Zendaya does an amazing job and then I also didn't I did not know Jacob Elordi yeah who was on the show the hot guy is on the show I did not know he's Australian of course he's Australian I think you're just like <laughs> manifesting Australian things around you I didn't realize how hot the Australian accent was until recently. That's okay? why I love. Like we all know I love, I love Sarah's accents. day. I love watching her YouTube. You should watch her on YouTube because she's Australian and her accent is beautiful. And I just love everything about her and her family. She's incredible. Yeah. She's such a like role model for me. And I'm like, I want to meet you, but I'm never going to be in Australia. I I will go to Australia before I die. That is like on my bucket list. Okay. Just okay. so you know, like I love the British accent. Love it. Great. Uh, but it's almost like overdone. 
Yeah. It's like almost like it's like not like too basic. Yeah, it's like not cool anymore. Um Australia's where it's at. <laughs> well, you actually under fucking stand what this is saying. very true. It is you can actually <laughs> comprehend what's happening. You get into fucking like Geordie Shore up there and the fucking yeah. like Essex and everything yeah, of, like, in England, you can't understand a word they're saying. No offense to our British listeners. No, because like I still love your accent. I wish I could do one, but I just can't understand a word you're saying. I need subtitles. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So, yeah. Uh, but I feel like that is all the content that I've watched recently. I finished Succession. Uh, I highly recommend everybody go watch that, of course. And, yeah, I think that's all the TV shows that I've kind of binged mm-hmm. lately. I think I, like, and randomly finished The Good Doctor. I think it's, like still on tv or something it is okay because it like randomly ended like on hulu on like episode five or no episode seven season five and i was like that is a terrible ending and then i realized that it's probably like still going on (laughs) you get still on the air so i was panicking because i was like that's a terrible ending like what the heck (laughs) um so now i'm watching gossip girl because i i was like re-watching that on trying to Mm re-watch it on netflix before it got moved and then i said screw it, I'm just going to get HBO Max. And so now I can like leisurely watch it as I'm like going to bed kind of thing. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're like my mom yeah. who likes to leisurely watch like, Friends as she well, goes to bed. Well, it's either that or Shit's Creek. It used to be The Office, but it, we have to put it in the PlayStation to play it. at the, And it's just not as convenient as just like clicking on. But yeah, we've rewatched Shit's Creek probably. Get like, the Peacock app. It's like $5 a month and The Office is on there. Okay, I don't want to give any more money to anywhere else. It's only five dollars. We have HBO, Netflix, oh, okay. Hulu, so yeah, I don't, I don't pay for Disney Plus. <laughs> we have Amazon Prime. I'm good. I'm good. I, I've got the whole collection and DVDs. I'm okay. This is true. You do. Yeah, so fine. yeah, you really I have yeah, no reason to get Peacock. And I also am mad at them for moving the office, so I refuse to give them my money. They own the rights. To I don't care. <laughs> like, why do they need to make a new streaming? That's so dumb. Watch the morning show and you would understand. <laughs> I because I swear to God it's based off of NBC. Well, okay, I swear to God the morning show is based off of NBC. I mean, I get moving something if you own it, but like, oh, come on, don't do that to us. Hey, but I guess they're making more money that way. That's fine. But yeah, so I haven't really yep. watching anything new, honestly. So that's literally what I've watched. It's been I've been reading like instead I'll- of watching TV. Okay, well, look at you. Well, I'm reading our book club book, Being a, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I already finished. I'm I know. just an overachiever. I bought, like, like three more books at Target, and I was like, when am I going to, when do I have time to read all of these books that I want to read? So and this is why we You're have the book time. club, because that forces yeah. me to read at least one book a month. Because I really enjoy reading. Yes. Like, once I get into the book, I think it's just, it's like the exercise thing. It's like the getting started. But then mm-hmm. once I, mm-hmm. once I open the book and start, I don't want to stop. Like, I want to go see what's happening so i get that yeah so like once this episode goes out we will have a formal announcement like on our instagram for you guys to check out where you can watch um or join in for the book club we thought about doing instagram live we haven't decided if we're gonna do that or spotify green room or clubhouse or whatever so we will make the formal announcement come this coming week and everything so make sure you're looking on our instagram instagram it is at the gal sky pod if you don't have instagram instagram.com slash the gal sky pod (laughs) (laughs) um so just make sure you're tuning in there to find out and as always by time the next episode after this goes out we will have an announcement for like where you can find it i'm so so excited do not worry do not fret 
Um, if you're not a member of Instagram and everything where you'll be able to check it out, you'll still be able to view it. And then we'll probably upload it also as a bonus episode. I know. I love it. I love that we're going to be book nerds together. It's my favorite thing that we've done so far. (laughs) Because you're clearly not going to be a film nerd with me, so it's fine. This is what I had to settle for. I can be a TV show nerd with you, but the films, there's just a lot of commitment, and I get bored. I know. You can roll your eyes. It's okay. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's the worst line. I'd rather you be mad at me. (laughs) Disappointment (laughs) is like, oh, my God, I failed. (laughs) Well... (laughs) I mean, you know, it's all speculative. Uh, but yeah, but what has been your captivation recently? I feel like mine has been a lot of films. I have a product that I will recommend people, but I want to hear what yours is, though. So mine is another adult purchase. Um, I feel like I have to preface that because it's not incredibly exciting, but it's very exciting to me. When you say adult purchase, things go through my mind that I'm pretty sure is not what you're alluding like to. Home, like a home purchase. Okay. Something to uh, better. Well. Some. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's not what I purchased. Thank you very much. Um, no, for years, like literal years, I've had a Camelback water filter and okay. um, great. Love it. Hate it because you can no longer buy the filters like in stores like at Target. Okay. So you have to buy them online. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad to know like when I have to buy them. So I recently bought. <laughs> Reminding me that I need to buy a Brita filter as of we so speak. So I <laughs> bought a Brita. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look, so look at you joining the club. I, you still got to buy filters though because I just yes, remembered I need to buy yes. one. <laughs> but like they sell them at Sam's Club, which is where we bought the, the Brita yes, and Target. Target. And it's just like. Like, something I could just, like, if I need it immediately, like, the water is no longer filtered good, I can go grab mm-hmm. it really fast. You know what you can also do? Buy, you can, I think you can get them on Amazon they have the longer and do ones. a subscription. Oh. Well, they oh. have the subscription yeah. where, like, you just automatically will get it every, like, three yes. months kind of thing. So you don't have to remember about purchasing so it. So was it a necessary? Absolutely not. Did the Camelback probably need to be thrown away? Probably. Um, so I just... It looks better. It's white. It's more aesthetically pleasing in my refrigerator. I don't know. I'm just trying to, um, you know. Mine's not white. Mine's oh, blue. Mine's white. Because so like, mine's from college. So mine is UNCW Yeah, so colors. my Camelback was from college. And I was like, I just feel like I'm ready to, like, upgrade. Um, I like it better. The water tastes good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's... That's, probably doesn't. Probably there's probably there's no probably difference whatsoever. None, but yeah, I'm now on the Brita. Uh, my sister just got one too, and she was talking about how she drinks more water now. So I swear, fil- I mean, filtered I mean, water has always been my thing. Like we have, see, no, it's never the type of water for me that gets me to drink more water. It is the experience thing. <laughs> The thing I'm drinking it out of, the vessel that I'm drinking okay. it out of, okay. that gets me. Um, I because I, I don't know if anybody else who's neurodivergent has ADHD or whatever that does this. They hyperfixate on an item, and it becomes their favorite cup. My coffee, for a my, bit. I my go coffee cups. That. Okay, you have a favorite coffee cup I that have you rotate three, through and everything, and I rotate through them. And there's a okay. favorite. And then I also hyperfixate yeah. on foods. I swear I have some. Oh, one hundred percent. And that's why, like, 
people would get mad at me in college because I would always want to go to this Mexican restaurant. And I think it was because it was comfortable, but also like, that's why you, I knew it was good. Yeah. That's why I like have a hard time expanding out with food because I hyper fixate on foods. But I yeah, also like same, I hyper fixate on like a sweatshirt. Like I've probably like I wear this Mickey yeah. Mickey sweatshirt all the time. I hyper fixate. Yeah, I mean, I wash it. I wash it like very regularly because I wear it all the time. But like I hyper fixate yeah. on tennis shoes. Like it's it's the weirdest thing for me, and I don't. Oh, I'm hyper fixated on my Aritzia effortless uh, pants, which mine like, are still, still have not been shipped. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. They're it's okay. coming. I I every other month will find a new cup that I love. And rotate through different cups yep. that I like to use. Right now, I am using a glass it's so mug cute. that it has a green yeah. tint to it. Um, it's now my favorite water cup. Um, and like, this is why I was so picky when I bought all of my like dinnerware, glassware, and like silverware that I have in my apartment because I am such a texture person. Where I like, I love the weight of my forks and spoons. I love the smoothness of my plates and how flat I they are. I love your plates. I lo- oh, thank you. They're from Target. They're magnolias. Like I'm, I'm starting to think of things to put on like a wedding registry, and I'm like, I want to be mm-hmm. very specific with what I want because yeah. my my glasses. I love my my drinking glasses that I have. I love the weight of them, and I love the thickness of the glass. I get that meticulous because I love these products so much. Well, and, and I mean, like, something like, as simple as, like, a glass mug can make you happy. Like, why would you not? Yeah. It's my favorite glass. It's my favorite cup to yeah. drink water out of and makes exactly. me drink more water. Exactly. So. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I definitely, right now I'm hyper fixated on um, penne a la vodka. Um, love vodka sauce right now. That's my favorite yeah, pasta like, sauce. Yeah. I'm hyper fixated on that. You knew I was going through an ACP hyper fixation, the Royals Compoyo. Now that I now that I can't find fucking queso out here in Los Angeles, I haven't eaten any of that much, um, and I ate so much of it. Also, like when I was home you for need Christmas, a break. Yeah. Like, kind of like I I need a break. I burnt out of it, but yeah, I trust me. I am the same exact way. I used to be like so hyper fixated on Chick Fil A. That was my comfort food. And now that I don't live near a Chick Fil A, like I have to physically like drive far. I can't get it delivered, and it's a really far drive to a Chick Fil A. Well, and I like, don't get it. As I often. get to the point where like I order something from somewhere, and then I. That's just I every single time. Like, that's what I get. Like, now at Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. I like their grilled mm-hmm. chicken sandwich and chicken noodle soup. Their chicken noodle soup is, mm. like, so good. <laughs> so it's good. good. <laughs> Honestly, the other random food I'm hyperfixated on right now, ramen. <laughs> like, and not, like, like ramen from a restaurant. I'm talking, like... Then eight, like the 29 They're cent good. cup of noodles. No, specifically okay. the one from Trader Joe's. Specifically the Trader Joe's one. It is more. It's 89 cents, but it is. I mean, if it's under a dollar, I'm good. I like it. Yeah. So Honestly, Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's, that's where my hyperfixations live, for sure. <laughs> There's a reason on my Hinge profile, one of the questions I have listed, like one of the prompts is, uh, like, tell me your favorite, and it's, like, your favorite Trader Joe's item. Ooh, I like that. So, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's something we can – I can always add new things to You my know what? That's, that's where, where I'm going tomorrow things. to grocery shop is Trader Joe's. There you go. There, see, we're it going to – joy. And we're going to buy some flowers, and then we're going to rip up – we're going to turn the bag inside out and wrap the flowers because I've been seeing people do that on TikTok to make them look expensive. Yes. And I'm like, that is gold. Yes. So – 
Yeah. I'll post a photo. So my captivation, though. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Yeah, just okay. let me get to my captivation now. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> it is the Loops face masks. It is Emily Radas, Emily Radikowski, her skincare brand. She has these sheet masks. They are not like that, like fiber material like it's like a <gasps> gel kind of material i've seen everybody on fucking instagram wearing them because they're different colors and wait are they like the, like they feel like the and... jelly like the thick gel <gasps> yeah and it's like the different colors like jc and chelsea from what we said took a picture in the pink and blue one i'm going to yeah. ulta tomorrow too i need more <laughs> i need more skin i don't know if it's in all stores i ordered Maybe mine I'll just online do it online because i don't know where i'll just do it online yeah, I don't know where Ulta's at near me, um, so I just ordered it online, um, and there I got the variety pack that has like all five of them in there, and I tried one last night, and I loved it, and it stays on my face, it doesn't slide off, and it comes in two parts, so like if your face is like longer or different, like you know, I hate the sheet masks because like they're always like this one solid sheet, and like you have it doesn't to, like, always fit in my and face. It gets all in your hair, and it's yeah. Gross. Whereas like you have like the bottom half, and then you have a top half, so like you can kind of make it fit perfectly for your face. And yeah, I didn't feel like it was going to slide off, and it wasn't so slimy where I felt like there was like so much like on my face that it wasn't going to absorb into the skin better. So. Really liked it. Highly recommend going and checking it out. And they're all in pretty bright colors. And I just like the branding of it as well, to be honest. That's what really got me into does it. Does she have any, like, under eye mask? She does. Uh, she has under eyes as well, too. Because I've seen yeah. a lot of people do those. And I think I would really like that in the morning, like, when I wake up. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, really, I'm mm-hmm. always really puffy, like, under my eyes. Yeah. So I think that would be my nice. Favorite, to, like, cool my in. favorite under eye masks if you want a, uh, a bargain, Pixie at Target oh. has under eye masks. And then I keep them in the fridge. And then if you want to splurge a little bit more, Peter Thomas Roth at Sephora, the cucumber ones. Both of those, though, keep them in the fridge and they feel so refreshing underneath your I eyes. I need to do that because I, I think that would be a nice thing to add in the morning, like when I'm like getting up and making coffee, like yeah. just to have yeah. something on my face kind of wake me up. But, yeah. Okay. And I'm going to start, I'm going to leave that in the show notes for people so yeah. they can go and like shop and click so it's easy for them to find yeah. and everything. So, yay. Yeah. Britta's an eye but, mask. What more do we need? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Don't put your eye mask in a Britta, though. I mean, no. it could get some like no. cucumber water. I'm done. Don't do that. No, no. <laughs> we're, we're not recommending that this year. No, thank you. Okay, so before we get into today's episode, we're going to do a couple of housekeeping things really quickly. Like we said, if you want to be a part of our book club, make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod. We will also leave all the information in the show notes for you guys to check out if you guys want more information about it um, and what book we're currently reading for it. We're going to update that monthly. And then also make sure you follow us on our personal socials. Mine is at Emily Elise. And mine is at Hannah Nicole Adams. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that subscribe button. It really does help us out. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, also hit the subscribe button. Leave us a little five-star review and a comment. It really helps us out, gals. All righty. So today's episode, it's basically going to be therapy for Hannah. Like, that's what Y'all, I'm trying to get at. I've been in a, I've been in a place oh where I am God. just annoyed at everything. When are you not? I don't know. I think it's just part of my personality to be annoyed. Like, like easily annoyed, I guess would be yeah. the, you just are. like little, little things just like set me off. And I don't know if it's just like hormones and like me. 
getting older or like the it's fact that I fucking Aries son. The fact like, that I realized that like literally every like I'm just a cynical human being, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. Like I don't want to be this way. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I am. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I just I'm proud of you yeah. for acknowledging that. <laughs> yeah, the first the first step is uh, acknowledging that you're a bitch. That's basically acknowledging <laughs> that I could do better, and that is okay. You know, hey, it only took me 27 years. Growth mindset. <laughs> growth. I was telling Emily my word for the year is wellness, um, mental wellness, and physical wellness. Um, but it also should probably be grow grow into a better human not um, height well that is impossible <laughs> i've been five three and a half since i was in eighth grade um, five three and a half and then my random you know i i'm going to and she's not random i love her actually my new doctor told me i was five four so now i'm totally confused um i don't know how tall i am so it's up this, for debate. Is this going to be your breaking point? <laughs> it's up for debate, but I, I'm going to go with I'm still five, three and a half. Okay. Um, All right. I'm surprised so, you're not taking that extra half. And well, it's okay. It, that, right. I, that just seems like an identity crisis for me to be five, four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you know that I'm mentally unstable. It is fine. <laughs> oh, sweetie, we already knew that. <laughs> We already, we've been known. We've been known. You can go back to listen to episode one. You can figure out where, where things like, went we wrong. We clearly know Hannah is not well. It's okay. I'm here. I'm thriving. I'm surviving. And You're still alive. You're barely, barely breathing. I'm still alive. You're just on respiratory support right now. I, oh, I hope not. That sounds, that, sounds, that sounds like not good. Really don't need a. I really don't want that. Okay, you're almost there. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, um, but yeah, the reason so. I say that is because this is something that I thought would be a great episode to talk about because it's something that Hannah came to me and was you know just venting to me about in a way, and I thought that a lot of other people probably could relate to this, and I didn't realize I guess how much we view certain tasks habits in our life differently you know i think i always like joke about how like hannah and i like basically the same person because we go to a restaurant we order the same thing it makes the waiter's life so much easier we're into the same like little things like same hobbies when we hang out like it's pretty simple like when we try when we we hang out like what we're gonna do because i can just suggest anything that i like and she'll probably like it when i came mm-hmm. to shopping for her christmas gift she was like you know whatever you like i'll like so you know <laughs> don't stress over it yes so, <laughs> did i get her the same necklace that i have yes <laughs> and i, I love knew she'd it. Like it and though. i and i've worn it like every day and yeah, one of my exactly. one of my clients was like what's two 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 and i had to explain to them angel <laughs> numbers so that was fun um but here we are but yeah i just lie and say it's my favorite number so there we go. Yeah, I just said that she couldn't get me a 666 one, so she got the next best thing. <laughs> I didn't say that to the client, oh, oh. <laughs> but I said that to somebody else who asked about it. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, I didn't really want that for you. I didn't no, want that no, energy it's okay. for you. It's fine. I don't it's think fine. anybody would want to be around me if I had that on my neck. I would. I still I know. Would. <laughs> you, would st- you would understand, but it's fine. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, but I yeah. do, 22 is my favorite number, so this was perfect. There you go. So. so 
there was a lot of things that I feel like we view differently when it comes to lifestyle habits in a way. I always thought that I was the more like, and I don't mean this as an insult when I tell this to her because she knows I don't. I always thought that I was more high strung than you were. But Mm -hmm. you definitely are more type A than I am. You make me realize how much more type B I am. Like, yeah. And if you don't know what I'm talking about. If I had to look at us side by side, like on paper, Uh I think we we would both be type A. But Uh like when it comes to actual life every day, Mm -hmm. I definitely see you more as like a type B. With yeah. some type A tendencies. Yeah. So a lot of people tell me I'm type B and I'm like, really? Okay. You're I more guess. like go with the flow, easy going, but you still like to be in charge. That's where yes. the type A tendencies, yeah. I think, come and in. And that's where my the, like, structure eight, to-do list. Yeah. That's yeah. where my Enneagram 8 versus 7 because the 7 wing, mm-hmm. the 7 wing I have likes to go with the flow. It is the party person. It is the social person. It's the, you know, whatever floats your boat kind of person. Whereas the 8's like, I still need some control. I still need to be in control and everything. Yeah. But, like, I also can be flexible in a way. I think right. also, You're more adaptive. Whereas, yeah. like, I feel like I'm more adaptive in, like, social relationship situations mm-hmm. as far as, like, I kind of just, like, go with the flow. I'm pretty easy going with, like, what we're going to do. Like, well, you I don't like a lot of conflict. Yeah. But in my work, I don't have a I'm, – I'm better now. I have more flexibility now just because of the nature of my job, Mm -hmm. but I still feel like I need to be like in order to do control all the things. So, and I think one thing that goes back to that is you grew up in a household with a lot of siblings Mm -hmm. and you've always, even in high school, you had a plethora of friends. So when it came to social situations, like that's where you were fine with being adaptive and everything. I grew up as an only child. I had a lot of, I still have a lot of friends and everything. So like I am flexible, I feel like in social situations, but I also, you know, I like certain things to do and I have no problem saying what I like speaking up and everything. Uh, But when it comes to work, you have always kind of done a lot of solo work. Like you have coworkers and everything, but like you don't have to work together as like a team to get a certain Mm -hmm. like project done in a way and like we we like collaborate on ideas and like therapy ideas and like um but you're not relying on like evaluation no I do everything is me me myself and I and now I have now I have a student with me (laughs) yeah so you'll have a branch that you're branching so now I'm branching and you know she's helping me do things which has just been awesome um and she's great and I have nothing but good things to say about her but it's different because I'm so used to like every like me getting things done when I get them done and now mm-hmm. I'm having to wait on someone else. So mm-hmm. it's pushing me in that to be a little bit more flexible and yeah. to and to teach and like explain and show. And so I've and noticed over time. the past two weeks I've been more present in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So So yeah. Your work is a lot more lateral, a lot more linear, whereas like, you know, you don't, you don't have to often rely on other people to get a task done. Um, and I prefer to be like in my, in my office, like yeah. close, whereas, with my clo- door closed. <laughs> my job, whereas what everything that I do, every job I've had, whether it's been in retail or whether it's on a film or whether it's, you know, with the current job that I have, it's a team aspect. It's a very collaborative aspect. I have to rely on somebody else in order to get my job done. I have to collaborate and work together with other people in order to get the project started. And so, whereas I have 
a lot more flexibility, I think, like in my work mindset, because I know that it's not just me and that I have other people um, to kind of collaborate, work with as a team in that way. It's a much more open space. I'm not, I mean, right now I'm alone because I work from home, but when I'm on set or I'm not, I'm surrounded by people in that way. So I think that also plays an aspect into that as well as how we like view certain like lifestyle things. But the thing that kind of kicked off this whole thought process of how you view life and everything was you came to me and you're talking to me about like what you feel like is draining you versus what is charging you. And that's the root of the episode that I kind of want to get to today is, you know, I think that there's a lot of people you don't really sometimes take the time to assess what you feel like in your life is draining you, whether that be friends, your job, your partner, uh, just mundane tasks that you have to do and you don't realize you're not separating that from what's charging you, which could be, you know, a hobby, friends, certain friends, family, your partner, um, you know, just random moments that you have throughout the day. And when you're able to identify that and kind of take a moment of separation and take you know, say like you, you feel like your job is draining you and you're, but you're not in the position where you can just like leave it kind mm-hmm. of thing. And you want to, but you want to be able to improve that connection. So when you're able to kind of like get home, you feel like you've been drained from your work. You're able to take like your job off. Like it's a coat in a way before like you arrive home and like, you don't feel like you're going to take that out, like on your partner and everything. And like, you're in a more charging space. I think that is great. For me, for example, like if I'm looking at a space that like charges me, one, I'm already committing like my number one sin, which is my bedroom is my place that I feel like I charge a lot. Granted, I am an extroverted person. So yeah, I do a lot of charging like when I'm around other people and stuff, but there's sometimes where I feel like I need alone time because I'm an only child. So I just like need my only child time and my room is definitely my favorite place. I make sure that my room is an oasis for me. I do little things like I have aromatherapy like with my certain essential oils that bring me joy I have crystals that you know are supposed to charge me I have Himalayan salt that's supposed to take negative ions out of the room and the air I have a comfy bed that is like an oasis for me with a comfy sheets and blankets and pillows and I you know I don't have anything distracting on my walls that's too chaotic it's very simple muted colors in here I my one sin is that I have my desktop computer and desk in my bedroom and I work in my bedroom as well. I try never to do that because with psychology, let me get into that really quickly because I have, I'm almost a minor in it. I just was shy one credit, but (laughs) with psychology, it is so important to only use your bedroom for two things. And I've said this on before on the podcast is for sleep and sex, because that is what your brain will associate that part of your house with. If you do other things in your bedroom, your brain's not going to know that it needs to shut off in there and that it's time for you to relax. And that is why a lot of people like who are like, you know, living in dorms in college, they have a hard time sleeping and they have a hard time disconnecting when they go in their dorm room because it's also a study hall. It's also a living room. It's also an entertainment space. It's also a dining room. And so that's one big thing why I try to keep those worlds separate just as of right now with my current floor pan and my room my roommate, I can't afford to do that um, since I work from home. So that is my only sin that I'm currently committing. Um, but I try to still balance it out by making it a more relaxing space. And I think that you've done a great job with that since you got your apartment. You've been able to kind of like, oh my gosh, associate it's been certain amazing. places. 
Because like during yeah. COVID, I was still living at my parents' house. So I had my desk in my bedroom and I was working from up upstairs because it was just the quietest space for me because my both of my brother and sister were out of the house. And so here it's been really nice because I don't, I've never worked in the bedroom here at all, period. Um, mm-hmm. And that has been incredibly nice. I think I've recorded two podcasts in there just because of we... Uh, like Blaine had a 3D print going and then he was in the living room. But mm-hmm. other than that, I have not done any sort of work in there. I've mm-hmm. either used the dining room table, the couch, which I don't love to use the couch. So most of the time I'll sit like in front of it with the coffee mm-hmm. table. So it's a l- still uncomfortable. Or I have my desk mm-hmm. um, in our second room. And it has just mm-hmm. been so nice because my bedroom is like a place for those things. And so it's, it's really nice for me to be able to like keep them separate. Um, I don't feel anxiety in my bedroom like I used to. Um, so that has been really nice Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that that is the first like mindset, like mindset shift that is really important for people to, um, kind of create. It's also just, I think also reframing certain things that you're doing. So I'm taking this, like not including the workplace, um, because I, I don't know how to approach that from my own experience. Um, but one thing that you came to me talking about was you felt like you had stress whenever like you came home just to like do all like the routine things that you have to do, like cooking dinner, taking your dogs out, certain things like that. And I, I want you to kind of go into that a little bit so people know like what you were talking about. Yeah. So it came up at work like what is life giving and what is draining? What is the hardest part mm-hmm. of your day? And so I was telling them dinner time. Um, I love food. Food is like, I'm not one of those people who like eats to live kind of thing. Like I love mm-hmm. food. I think it brings like happiness and like quality mm-hmm. time and all of that. But the actual act of cooking really stresses me out. And I think a lot of it comes into the like I have the mindset of I have to cook dinner um, and I have to go to the grocery store and I have to plan and I have to prep. And so I think you you pointed out like I've ha- I have more of like a negative outlook on it um, instead of making it more of a yeah. like exciting thing. And I think my stress comes from if I don't make the time on the weekend to like plan meals, even if the, even if they don't get cooked that week, but at least having some sort of like staple ingredients to make like three or four meals. Um, I haven't been doing that. I haven't been planning and prepping. And like, Mm -hmm. so when I go to the grocery store, I maybe buy ingredients for like one meal and then like, you know, breakfast stuff or um, stuff for lunch or, you know, whatever. So then midway through the week when it's time to make another meal, I don't have it. So then I have to go to the grocery store after work which is when everyone goes to the grocery mm. store at 6 p.m. And then by the time I get home, I unload the groceries, I take the dogs out, I start dinner. Dinner's not going to be ready till 8 or 8.30. And for me, getting up as early as I do, like 6 a.m., I'm hungry by 5. So I'm already hangry. Mm-hmm. I'm already in a bad mood. And I just, I hate it. And I, I don't want to be that way because I've, you know, we talked, I talked last week about how, I don't know if it was last week or one of the, uh, recent podcast about how I got all these containers to do meal prepping and I've been cooking and it's been great. Mm -hmm. But then this past week we were snowed in. And so I actually did better this past week, but, um, still it's the, I think it's for me, it's the have the coming home from work and having to do yet another task. Um, and not having that, like 
time to decompress because I'm, I've, I'm feeling rushed to get it done by a certain time so that I can then mm-hmm. do the rest of my night routine to go to bed. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like with having my job take up the entirety of, of the day, it makes me feel like I don't have time to do the things that I want to do outside of work. And so I think the have to outlook is what I need to work on because then it just makes it one more thing I have to do. So first off, are you allowed to snack during the day at all? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> was like, first off, I think like the first problem we fixed is like eat an apple. Like just eat an apple at like 3 p.m. That I, might help. <laughs> I am really bad at snacking. And a lot of it has to do with the nature of my job. My appointments are back to back. So um, unless I have a cancellation or unless I like can randomly graze throughout the day and I don't want to be a grazer. Like I'm, I'm not into the eating all day, every day. Um, I rarely eat snacks. I'm very much like a, a meal kind of person. Okay, I, th- I think you need a snack. I know. I think it's, I, I, it's just, I think you I need have, a snack. Cause there's just no, there's, if everyone comes, there's no time. Um, because I think, yeah, so it's going to be the important thing of like trying to like find a certain time yeah. cause um, I have, to just make it. Yeah. Cause I have, um, I see 12 appointments a day with five minutes in between. And those five minutes are cleaning the toys, cleaning the room, going to get the next kid or going to the bathroom. Um, mm. So it really would have to be like me shoving a bar in my mouth. Like there, there is no time for me to like sit and eat an apple kind of thing. Unless so someone reason, were to cancel. Now if someone cancels and I have the a 30 I minute block, then I'm good. But the reason I say it, and the reason I say it, I think that it should be a priority is because in a way you have to kind of look at it as if I don't nourish myself, if I don't take care of myself, then I therefore cannot take care of others in that way. So by take, by prioritizing so much of taking care of others and attuning to others, I'm not saying like fucking cancel an appointment or shit like that. Right. But yeah. like, um, you are not giving them all that you possibly could if you were. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like there's a part of you that probably is still distracted because you're like, I'm like, you're hungry or something. Yeah. Like, I normally, and you're like rushing. Yeah. I normally, well, we have an, I have an hour block for lunch. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I normally eat like a pretty good size lunch because I know mm-hmm. that I need to make it. And I, my last appointment leaves my office at 5 15. Around five is when I start to get hungry. Um, so what, so what, so what if, if I had, had a snack, snack on the way home and yes. then made dinner a little bit later? I think, yes. I think that problem is that I'm so hungry by the time I leave that I just want something done immediately. And then I get mm-hmm. frustrated because like it, it takes so long. And then I'm the type of person who like, if I'm like, Oh, if, well, if I have a snack now, then I like, I'm not going to be hungry and then I'm going to have wasted all this time and all this food or like, I'm going to overeat. I'm going to eat too much. I'm very like hard on myself with that so that's already an issue in and of itself um but yeah so probably just adding in like a snack in the afternoon when I can just like a banana yeah and I have like I have um I have granola at my I have granola at my um office I have um walnuts and I have pistachios because those are like really easy to (laughs) like quickly eat not pistachios. Mm-hmm. Pistachios, you got to sit there. And, and I love pistachios because you got to sit there and, and break them. <laughs> but that's for like a cancellation Fair. snack. But like like Fair. granola, I can grab like a couple a couple yeah. clusters and I'll be fine. So Because I think of a way too when you're able to kind of like do that. Because like the slump where you're getting hungry at between three and five, it's a slump that you're, you're draining your energy at by that point. Like your energy is completely drained between three and five. By the time you like ate all your food and everything, like you've 
had breakfast, you've had lunch, it's probably like, yeah, you're getting to a natural point where you need that fuel again because of the certain times that you're eating. But I think in order to sustain that to where it's not like ravenous by the time you get at home would have like, and it's not saying like you need to have like a full on like meal for a snack. It's something simple as something that would just hold you over like an extra hour. Also too, what I always recommend people like whenever, and I've recommended this to so many people, just drinking a glass of water before you eat anything because you don't, your stomach cannot differentiate between thirst and food. Yeah. So it also could be, you're just thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> At yeah. the same time. And it depending on what you're eating too, it could be like very high in, it might be high in sodium. It's like making you like more dehydrated and things like that. So those are things too, that I also would like encourage like anybody, like you feel like you're like getting like moody, just like have a Snickers. <laughs> Honestly, though, because like now, now that you say that, like when I drink the most water is during the, during that time. Like yeah. I, like I, I have a really big water bottle that I take to work and I like, will drink some in the morning and then fill it up. And, but I like, it is gone by like when I'm about to leave. And mm-hmm. I, and I assume that's me trying to like quench that hunger with my, with water. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah. I, but if it's not quenched, like after like a, after like a glass, if I feel like it's not quenched, like you're still hungry, then you truly are hungry. Right. It's yeah. Like I drink like my thirst. whole like 32 ounce water bottle from like three to five. Yeah, girl, you just need a snack. I just need <laughs> a snack, honestly. Cause then I get home and then I'm frustrated because yeah. I'm hungry. You know, I've got other responsibilities and then mm-hmm. the act of having to cook just makes me frustrated because I'm so hungry. I would just rather have like a sandwich at that point. And, and that's not, mm-hmm. I mean, that's fine every once in a while to like whip up a grilled cheese or do a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. But like I have another mouth to feed who likes mm-hmm. food and wants leftovers. And so it's not just me on me anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. cause like if it was on me, bitch, I'd be eating like <laughs> sandwiches every night. Like I'd be eating like, <laughs> cereal like it would just you know you're my roommate you're literally like, my roommate because that's what she does like I I sometimes prefer like a bigger lunch smaller dinner it just kind of depends mm-hmm. but like if I'm going out mm-hmm. to eat then like I eat a smaller lunch bigger dinner but mm-hmm. it's not just me anymore and I think that's the part that I'm having to still adjust to is like okay mm-hmm. whatever I decide for dinner is for the both of us so then I don't like to mm-hmm. to do the sandwich thing because then I'm like oh well I feel like I'm not no we do every once in a while or like mm-hmm. a frozen pizza night or something, you know, mm-hmm. something easy. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to feed somebody else now too. And so I think that's mm-hmm. part of the stress that I feel around dinner mm-hmm. is that it's not just me. If it was just me, I just do random stuff all the time. But it's the fact that well, I... Does he ever like, does he ever like, you know, care like about like what you decide or can you just like decide like whatever that you want to eat like for the, like, the both of you? Like does it like do you always try to get like his input and everything or do you just like, he's like, you know what, just cook whatever you want. I'll eat it kind of person. Yeah. It's a mixture of both. Um, sometimes I ask if he doesn't tell me anything, then I just come up with them. But then that's also the problem. Part of it is the decision fatigue. Like I'm so tired of making the decision. Um, and it's hard for me to make the decision Mm -hmm. sometimes because I think of like five different things and then I'm, then I'm like paralyzed by the amount of options and then I'm like oh I don't Mm -hmm. know what to make and or I'm tired Mm -hmm. of this or I'm burnt out of this or I don't want this Mm -hmm. anymore um and so Mm -hmm. my goal is to just one prep better plan better have a better mindset around it 
and then mm-hmm. also have like a like 10 solid meals that I like mm-hmm. and then just pull from them. Because this was the thing that we were talking about beforehand was the verbiage you were using around these certain tasks, which was, I, I noticed that you kept saying like, I feel like I have to go home and make dinner. I have to take the dogs out. I have to like do X, Y, and Z. And it's using that more negative verbiage instead of saying, I get to go home and cook dinner for me and my partner. I get to spend time with my dogs. I get to save money by cooking at home instead of going out to eat. I get to do something for my partner. I get to nourish myself in this way. I get to be creative with the food that I'm making. And because like this was the thing that why we brought it up was because how I view cooking is completely different than how you view it. And it's always been this way. It's not just like me working from home viewing this opportunity. I've always enjoyed cooking. I loved, even like when I was living with with my parents and like they would cook dinner and everything. If they were, I would be like, you know what, y'all cook whatever you want. Like I'll cook, I'll like cook me something completely different. Like I'll be on my own. I I enjoyed the aspect of cooking. I enjoy making meals for myself and even making meals for others because it's an entertainment thing. And I also just like the process of it. It's meditative in a way for me. And it's like, it's, I've talked to my friends about this before because I have some friends that are very similar in this aspect where it's like the entertainment, but also a sense of control in a way. So it's that way it's more meditative. And I just like being creative in the kitchen and coming up with new things. I do have like go-to recipes that I always will fall back on that I, if I don't know what I want to make, I won't worry about it. But I look forward a lot to getting home, like to cooking my dinner that night. I eat a lot later than you do because I eat around like seven o'clock and I'll probably, I would go to bed around like 1030 or something like that. But it, yeah, like for me, like I love the idea of, you know, getting to cook and you know, making dinner and having it as more of like a fun time. I romanticize like the whole experience of it. Like I will put on some music and, you know, make it a fun um, thing to do and like just feel like I'm like on like a Food Network talk show <laughs> in a way. I, I just romanticize this idea of, you know, living alone, being able to cook and things like that um, instead of making it such a stressful thing and I'm not always meal prepping I don't always know what I'm gonna cook the night of I sometimes I do look forward I'm like oh yeah I get to like have this for dinner like I'm so excited to have like this for dinner tonight um but um yeah like I don't always like over analyze like over like over complicate it too I feel like I over complicate it my boss was telling me, she was like, just decide the morning of. Like, know the morning of what you're going to make. You, yeah, that's what my mom does. And that way, like, if it's something that you've put in the freezer, you can pull it out. That part's already done. Um, she's like, if you if you know what you want to do and you can prep the night before, go ahead and prep. Um, yeah. She was giving me all these tips because I was, like, so but stressed no, out about it. Literally how my mom, that's how my mom has to do it because she gets stressed out over cooking dinner sometimes. Yeah. And so she is... When I used to live with her, she, there were times where she would like ask me like at 10 o'clock in the morning, what do you want for dinner tonight? Like That's what my mom it is does. It's 10 o'clock in yeah. the morning. I literally haven't thought about that at all. I'm not concerned. I'll think about it when it gets closer to dinner time. Yeah. That's how so, I am because that's how my mom is. And Blaine is the opposite. He's like, oh, we'll just figure it out later. And I'm like, that stresses me out because I'm like, I want to go ahead and know so that like I can mentally prep on my way home. Okay. When I get home, I need to, you know 
preheat the oven or I need to, mm-hmm. you know, put this in the pots. Or honestly, though, since getting the containers and the always pan and the perfect pot, I have enjoyed cooking more and I have cooked more mm-hmm. at home. And so I think that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I say with working out. Like when you yes. have cute workout wear exactly. and cute things, like yeah. you're more excited to do all those tasks. Right. And like, I, like I've been doing that with working out and now working out is like something I look forward to. And I think I just have to mm. get there with the dinner thing. And I know so many people that don't like to cook dinner. So it makes me feel <laughs> validated in like my feelings. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I think once I like actually set these plans that I'm going to do into place and it becomes more of a habit. And like when I go on my grocery runs on Sundays, like, mm-hmm. and I buy for more, like more of the week. Now I may have to go back during the week because sometimes that's just mm-hmm. the reality of it. But like, if I can plan for a whole week and do the bulk yeah. of it, then I won't be so stressed throughout the week. And I think that's the, that's the piece that I have to really actually change immediately. Yeah. But like, yeah, honestly, I hate that it drains me so much because it's so frustrating. Like I, like I'm leaving the office and I'm like, I don't know what we're doing for dinner. Oh, and then I'm like, like cooking in a bad mood would, because I'm like, what the heck? Ugh. Would cooking like Thanksgiving dinner stress you out? Like, does that like if so like whenever you have a family one day? I have never brought anything to Thanksgiving yet. Um, that's changing next year because I'll be married. Um, and that, that stresses me out. Like. Bringing one item, no, I'm no talking, fine. I'm no, not if about I have that. to cook the entire thing, like absolutely not. You are no. hosting Thanksgiving. No. See, no. And I think that's so interesting because I'm the exact opposite. I cannot wait to get to host Thanksgiving one day and cook all of that because I, I, I grew up with my mom. Like, my mom is an amazing cook. I love her food. Yeah, I love and my I mom's always too. enjoyed, yeah, I always enjoyed, like, cooking with her like thanksgiving christmas eve christmas day like i love spending time like cooking with her like in the kitchen and like you know getting to be creative in that way i i I look forward to like cooking all of thanksgiving dinner one day when i look back on it you know you make a good point because you were an only child so you Mm. that Mm -hmm. was your quality time whereas like on christmas and thanksgiving i was always entertaining my siblings so I mm. was never in the kitchen. We just, you know, gotcha. we all came together when it was time. But even like when I was in like middle school and high school, like I was, I always was doing something after school, whether it was like gymnastics or softball. Mm. And like mm-hmm. with softball, we would like, we would train and we would have games. And so we would just come home to meals. Mm-hmm. And my mom mm-hmm. doesn't love to cook now. Like as we all got older, it became mm-hmm. more of like a, oh, I don't know what we want to eat. Like nobody ha- nobody will make a decision and so there was always like mm. the I don't know what we want to eat around mm-hmm. it and so I mm-hmm. feel like maybe part of that is from one I when I was younger I was always doing something else whether mm-hmm. it was entertaining my younger siblings or we were outside playing and I was trying to keep them out of the kitchen for mom or mm-hmm. we were at softball practice and so we got home late mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like when I look back on it like it was never really my thing now I love to bake I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like really into like baking cookies or brownies mm-hmm. or a cake or like doing mm-hmm. more of that kind of thing. But like the actual cooking of dinner just is not Cause like, as exciting. So like, yeah. Cause growing up, like you were always doing something else. So I wanted, there's a part of your mindset where you're thinking I could be doing something else. Oh, 100%. I like try to multitask. Yeah. Like while things are cooking, I'm like doing other things. 
Meanwhile, like <laughs> you're like in there, like I, stirring the jazz music, and you're like drinking your wine, and I'm like doing laundry. I wrap up work. <laughs> I wrap up. I wrap up work at five, and I immediately like I'm so excited to go cook dinner. I'm like, wait, you're gonna be hungry later. Wait until like seven o'clock. Like you need to wait. Like it's too early for you to cook dinner right now. Yeah. Like I See, have to like, like if I if I didn't have my tame com- myself. <laughs> if I didn't have my commute, which my commute is not bad unless it's like really trafficy. Mm-hmm. I would be like, let's go. <laughs> let's get it going. Yeah. But I maybe. Mean, even, with, even the days I go to the office, I still but get. But maybe if like, I, in, in, you know, put the snack into place, I can also uh-huh. enjoy dinner at 7 o'clock like a normal human being. Because I'm tired of being the grandma of the group. Because <laughs> <laughs> even Blaine's like, well, I'm not hungry yet. And I'm like, I am starving. I am ravenous. <laughs> I'm going to bite your head off. Because I know if I eat, if I eat at five o'clock, I'm going to get, I'm going to wake up hungry. Mm. Like, I'm See, gonna I never wake, wake up, up the, hungry. That's my problem. I'm never hungry in the morning. I'm going to. Never. I'm going to wake up either starving in the morning or I will want to snack at 10 o'clock at night and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, I think it all goes down to like, like what you were saying, like changing the mindset putting like actual plan steps into place to make it a more stress-free experience. Cause I don't want to be stressed when I get home from work. That's the last thing I want. Um, and so, mm-hmm. and like, it's just interesting. Like it was just an interesting question. Like what gives you life? And then what's like the hardest part of your day? And the fact that that was what came up out of my entire day, I was like, wow, that's like something I could easily fix. So to make it more of now, a see, life-giving breakfast. situation. You have a problem with breakfast? I hate cooking breakfast now. <laughs> I love... See, I love cooking breakfast. I See, I hate cooking breakfast. That's interesting. I, okay. I have never... I'm not hungry in the mornings, usually. I know oh, that I I'm not eat either. something. I don't cook breakfast at all. The only time I do it is, like, on a snow day or on a weekend. And it's, like, very rare. But I love, yeah. I love the act of... I love making biscuits and gravy... But I don't, it's like a nope. once a month kind of ordeal. I want someone to do that for me. I do not like breakfast. I, that is, no, no, don't like, I, the mundane task of eating cereal, I'm like, oh, this is okay. Like, I guess like it's, I'd rather have like an omelet or French toast or something, but I don't want to cook that in the morning because in the morning I'm lazy as fuck. I don't want to do anything unless I've worked out. Then that is like the only thing I'd want to do in the morning. Still, after I've worked out, I still don't want to go home and cook breakfast. Like, yeah, no. I have really been into the Jimmy Dean Delight breakfast sandwiches. In three podcasts. They're so good. <laughs> and they're easy. You just put them in the microwave while your coffee is making you run out the door. But I also don't always eat breakfast. And I'm really bad about just having coffee and then wondering why my stomach yeah. hurts all day. So. Yeah, there you go. You know. There you go. Coffee's not a meal. It's one of those things. It's, it's one of those things. Minor where, things. Um, Minor things, minor things. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like I said, it goes back to that verbiage of kind of instead of it being a have, do, and be, reframe it to be, do, and have. You get to be this person who does these things, and therefore they have these things. Instead of I have to have these things in order to do what is necessary to get them, and then I will truly be that person. That is the mindset I think you need to like 
And I think a lot of people too. I mean, I'm not just saying like just you and I'm perfect and everything. Although, you know, it's completely, you know, up to what you want to think. Uh, <laughs> wow. But when you, when you desire to be and do the work to become that person, then the things you truly need to have will eventually come your way. So that is like the root of it that I'm trying to get to where if you just rework that, like you, you are grateful to kind of be able to go home and to do cooking. There's not a proper way to like use that yeah, it, like I, with yeah, that one task <laughs> <laughs> to cook. And then you will have time to nourish your body and relax and spend time with your partner. That is what I'm trying to get at. Instead of that, you have to go home. Like you have to cook dinner. And then by doing like that, you will, I don't know, be nourished i don't you don't i don't i mean i yeah, don't know how you I, feel like when like you're after that like you i'm sure you don't feel relaxed after you feel like you've had to make dinner kind of thing and you're stressed about it i'm sure it doesn't relax you in any way yeah no but yeah no i think that's great i think that's great advice i think it can be applied to a lot of different things in your life that are draining you even if like your morning routine is what drains you or if you have kids and mm-hmm. they drain you or you know mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. um i don't know like i think that just changing that's something I'm gonna try is like looking at it as your mindset matters mm -hmm. yeah yeah because I mean we change our mindset for everything else like why would we not change our mindset for the things that we may consider mundane tasks like I love to do laundry and I I don't really like to wash dishes but I do them but but like I like laundry we like completely different tasks. I hate laundry. Oh, I love like the smell of fucking hate clothes, it. and I love like separating them into the different piles because I'm the person that and like, you like hanging them up them. afterwards. Oh yeah, I have drying racks. I don't dry like anything. The only thing I dry is underwear and socks, and that's it. No, I'm talking about hanging them up, like oh on the, the hanger clothes and then. And then hang them no, up. No, they yeah. sit on the drying rack for like weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that's the part, them. That is like, the part that I hate. Them. That is the part that I hate. Yeah, no, no. They but cannot I, I, but sit I on drying racks for weeks I for will, me. No. But I will do that for Blaine. I will hang up his stuff because I like doing things for him. And then mine still stay on the drying rack. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. You're going back to you are giving 100% to others and neglecting yourself at the end of the day. That is what we are going to keep going back to, Hannah. <laughs> like I said, I've got a problem. You cannot put on your face mask. I have an empty cup, okay? <laughs> you have to put on your face mask before you put on someone else's. That is know, what all the everyone's going to die. Airlines tell you. <laughs> No, I'm talking about your oxygen mask. I know. That's what I was saying. I'm not talking about COVID mask. That, no. no, I'm talking about the one on the airplane. If I don't put mine on, then everybody else going to die because exactly. I'm not going to be able to help them because I'm going to die. I know. You we can't pour from an empty cup. But someone I, else's cup. I have too many exactly. cups. I have too many cups. And they're all empty. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god! <laughs> there you have it. Fill your okay. own cup. But yeah, I, change your mindset. <laughs> yes, and like with that, when and like I'm gonna go back to that because I'm gonna make, use that as like our survival tip. Instead of the have do be focus, make it be do have. If in other words, first be 
who you want to be. Second, do the things that are required to be that person. And then third, have the results bring it in. I love that. There you go. Thank there you for my therapy. Your survival tip. Thanks for You're free welcome. therapy. That will be $200. <laughs> well, um, on that note, I've got to go. Um, and I don't have the mo, so I'll be seeing you next time. Um, no, but thank you. That was very helpful. And I think that will be helpful to a lot of our listeners because I'm sure I'm not the only one who hates cooking dinner. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> And that doesn't have to be the only metaphor where that's just a metaphor we're using. It can apply to so many other things, but I need to know now how many people I actually hate cooking dinner. So um, we'll do, we're going to do, we did, <laughs> we did polls on our Instagram last week, which you guys seem to really enjoy about our episode. So I'll do some more this week and that will be one of our questions. Do you romanticize you. dinner you. or do you hate cooking dinner? <laughs> And I'm going to tell you right now, everybody who's a Taurus is going to say they love cooking dinner because that's like a Taurus thing. I think it's also because I have a Libra moon and everybody else I know that has a Libra moon loves cooking because Peter has a Libra moon and he loves cooking. So that's what it comes down to. If you have Venus and your like moon, there you go. If you have a Scorpio moon, you probably hate it because you hate everything. Probably you hate a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.